society needs to crumble. We're all just too chicken shit to let it. You will come to see things my way. Dolor. No, no, no. Stop being a fucking babe. Dana. Dolor Super Vivo Carl. Dolor Supplemus Carl. Dolor Igneo Animus. Let's get this party started. My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Happy birthday to you. Yay! Happy birthday to you. Yay! You are 30. Oh, you calling me out now, huh? 30 today. I, I am. I am 30 today. On the plus side, we will be spending it at the beach. Damn straight. So we obviously are recording this ahead of time because right now we are on the beach in Rockport, Texas. Yes. With an old friend that moved away. And which we're is just going to be, be getting very drunk. And it's right. going to be fucking great. Yes. So excited. We're sitting on the beach in December with nobody there because it's not like peak season. Yes. It's going to be awesome. Or is awesome. Hopefully, right, right. now. Let's hope. <laughs> so for our birthdays, as you know from back my birthday mm-hmm. in November, we pick the movie that we want to do the most, whether it be because we absolutely fucking adore it, it's our favorite, or maybe in the future because we if we hate it so much. <laughs> but today, in episode 58, mm-hmm. we are going to be discussing your pick, which is from 2012, and it is Cabin in the Woods. Yes, which is not only my favorite horror movie, but my favorite movie of all time. I can watch this movie a- 20 times in a day, and I wouldn't get bored. You'd be so I happy. I fucking love this movie. Joss Whedon is amazing in everything he does. I agree. Uh, so how, well, first of all, Tell them how, like, when you first saw it, what your thoughts were. Do you remember? So, it was actually the coolest fucking thing. I had never seen a trailer for it. I knew nothing about it other than it was Joss Whedon's. And I love him so much. I will watch anything he does. I don't even like The Avengers. Watched it for him. Because Mm -hmm. he's so amazing. So, I had no idea what it was about other than it was a horror movie that Joss Whedon did. So, it was actually at the Dollar Theater here. And Connor and I were like... Let's just go check it out. I mean, it's at the Dollar Theater. If it is bad, we didn't pay very much for it. And I was in awe from the beginning. Mm -hmm. It blew my mind. Yeah. The the fact that Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard came up with this idea. And they did this in three days. They came up with this script. They wrote the whole thing. And it's so new. It's such a new idea and ingenious Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. come up with something like this. It gives every single horror movie cliche a reason. Like a rhyme and a reason. Yes. And... An ancient reason. Like, I am the biggest history buff on the planet, all the way back to ancient things. I am in love with ancient Egypt. So for them to come up with something that might have something to do with the Titans and the Greek gods and Mm -hmm. shit like that, and that's the reason horror movies even exist, blew my mind in the best way. So it wasn't like one of those that had to grow on you. You were sold from the beginning. Not not at all. I fucking love that movie. I think I saw it twice in the Dollar Theater when I could, and as soon as it came out, I had it on all media as I could. I just bought it recently on Blu-ray when I finally found it, and it was like, I saw it sitting there, and I was like, I have to have it. I have to. Yeah. It's part of you now. Yes. (laughs) And I really love this movie, too. This is not one where I really differentiate from your opinion very much. I honestly, 
I was thinking about it when I was watching it. Cannot tell you when I saw this movie. I don't remember seeing it in theaters. I think I just saw it on a fluke almost. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like on a streaming service mm-hmm. and whoever I was with at the time, we just watched it. And what I love is that it takes itself seriously, but not at all. Exactly. Like it's it's a funny horror movie, but it's, it's not comedy, like, yeah. But it's not like scary movie where it no. makes fun of itself. No. There's it, a reason for all of its laughter. Exactly. And it's also got some good scares. Like there are so many parts where you're like in the moment and you're like, this is a horror movie, and then mm-hmm. you're in a different moment and you're like what the fuck is this? And you're in a different yes. moment and it's a, and it's a comedy. It's like, and there's so much depth to it. I yes. could watch this a billion times and not get everything in it. Yeah. I absolutely. just watched it again and found more stuff on it. And then I found more trivia on it. And I can't believe they only created this in three days. How these minds are mm-hmm. fascinating. So me. creative. I would kill to meet Joss Whedon, but I think I would just trip over myself and be like, uh, uh, hi, hi, hi. You do oh Cabin the Woods. Exactly. <laughs> Buffy the Vampire's there. Oh my God. I love you. Yeah. Did and then you, I'd pass out. Did your love for him start with Buffy? Yes, it definitely did. I saw Buffy the Vampire Slayer randomly. I didn't start from the beginning. I saw like a random episode in season four and I was hooked from there. And mm-hmm. as soon as I knew Joss Whedon was a writer and stuff, he wrote episodes of Roseanne and I can just tell. I'm like, that was a Joss episode. And I just adore everything he does. Yeah. He's so amazing to me. Yeah. How smart he is. Yep. Anytime I see him or like J.J. Abrams or like, you know, those big mm-hmm. no- names, I'm like, all right, we're going to go see it just to yes. see how it is. I was so happy, so proud of him to, because us nerds, we know Joss Whedon because of Buffy. But for him to become so mainstream and do the Avengers, I was so proud of him. I mean, I didn't personally like... Well, it's not your genre. Exactly. It's not your type of movie. Exactly. I don't like superhero movies, but yeah. his writing was still great. Oh, yeah. It did amazing. There's a reason that it's the most renowned superhero franchise in the world. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And what's cool is, you know, yeah, it's not your conventional horror movie, but it's got an insane amount of blood, like an obscene amount of blood mm-hmm. and killing. Yes. And every single... It's so fun to watch. I mean, if you haven't seen it, you really should just stop listening and go watch Please it. Please stop listening because there are so many spoilers. Spoilers. And also, the walkthrough doesn't really make a ton of sense. Yeah, it doesn't do it justice. Cutting you around is really weird. It. Because there's this company or institution or group that's basically puppeteering is what they say a lot in the yeah. movies. These friends going to... It's called cabin in the woods because there are so many horror movies about cabins in the woods yes the biggest play on this one is the evil dead from 1980 i want to say 83 there are so many horror Mm -hmm. movies though that are in this it's not just the evil dead no 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 that's just like their biggest like yeah homage to the most in your face at least yes mostly because of the cabin exactly and I love the opening because they're just, like, two guys on a cart talking, going yes. through the tunnels of their work. And then all of a sudden you get this in-your-face, the cabin in yeah. the woods. So they don't make fun of horror. I think they're very respectful because I think that they like horror or horror they themes. love horror. Joss Whedon is the biggest horror nerd. Mm. Loves horror. So the fact that he did this was all an homage to everything he loves. Yeah, and that's exactly what it feels like. It's like that in-your-face, all of a sudden you have, like the cabin in the woods and there's scream sound and it kind of makes mm-hmm. you jump and these 
friends are literally there's the virgin the athlete the Mm -hmm. stoner which is kind of like the idiot you know well even before that when you see the guys just walking down the hallway in these suits and you're like what the fuck is this shit so you see credits that are all like ancient stuff you see like um, yeah ancient egypt and you see mesopotamia and aztecs and stuff like that yeah and you see blood going over by the way with chocolate but then you see these guys in suits right afterwards and that was purely to make people in the audience go did i walk into the wrong movie yeah it is super weird actually kind of the whole time you're like what the fuck is this you can't figure it out it's like is it a reality show that these kids because like in one of the halloweens they're doing a reality show Mm -hmm. and it's just very it's it's all orchestrated by this company or mm-hmm. organization that needs to give sacrifices to these ancient gods. Yes. And to do that, every they have all over the world, this organization is connected. And they mm-hmm. need at least one ritual to satisfy these ancient gods and keep them at bay. Right. Because they're basically in slumber and they just need to be, honestly, they need to be fed. Yeah. And then they hibernate. Which is ancient stuff. That's how you have sacrifices exactly they have to be satisfied and so you don't know that right off the bat that's what you find out towards the end but you've got this whole organization they're taking bets on which monster is going to be chosen to kill the kids yes and they are joking about it because they kind of have to in their line of work if you will you're watching these people get killed every single year we assume they do this thing and they set it up all year long yeah it has to be perfect and they you see them set these kids up like they give this girl hair dye that makes her dumber and stuff like that so they watch them for a while so you can't tell me they don't have at least a little empathy towards these people as people and not just the virgin the fool the scholar and there are little easter eggs if you will throughout about how all these people came to be and like kurt who is actually played by chris hemsworth which is pretty cool Mm -hmm. who's thor and avengers so they know each other he actually auditioned for that during this movie while oh, he was filming this that's movie. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So they had kind of a repertoire there. Yes. He's like, oh, let's go to my cousin's cabin. And then later, you they're like, he's he doesn't even cousin. have a cousin. Yes. <laughs> like, all these things, they've been pulling these strings maybe for years mm-hmm. to groom these people to be ready to go to this cabin to right. their death. For for them to know that the, guy, the kid who's the scholar has learned Latin in the 10th grade, the for them to even know that he's that smart yeah. is fascinating. They they studied these people. Yeah, and that's not something that the movie just comes out and, like, ex- no. like tells you. It's kind of stuff you hear and you're kind of putting pieces together the whole that's time. That's why I love Joss Whedon stuff is because yeah. all of it, he, he doesn't tell you stuff just straight out. It's like stuff you figure out. Yes. And sometimes even after multiple watches. Yes. I mean, the first time I watched this, I absolutely adored it. But, like, until we watched it recently and I watched it on my own recently, I wasn't putting together, you know, the hair dye. And then one of the very first scenes, this blonde girl's like, I'm a blonde now because they needed, like, a dumb blonde whore. Yes, exactly. And so they had to dumb her down, Mm -hmm. dye her hair blonde, make her more slutty, if you will. Yes. Because she had to dye first. And they have to go specifically in this order that horror movies always tend to go in of who dies. Yes. It's always a death scene during sex. Like, yes. You know, the and so. horror is the one who dies first. Exactly. And they comment it th- throughout. They have the guy at the gas station who even says, that whore. And then you hear it later on and you're like, he was fucking calling her out for not being a whore, but being the whore mm-hmm. that they're sacrificing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because even on their way to the cabin, they stop by a gas station. It's kind of like very the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's mm-hmm. a creepy dude telling them, "Oh, you shouldn't be going up also, there." Also, don't just walk into somebody's random fucking gas station. Right. Can't be that smart. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so. It's, again, this movie, it's, like, in my head, there are so many different things going on. It's really difficult to, like, yes. explain. So, I think less of a walkthrough and more of just, like, a point that we enjoyed, yeah. you know, because it's hard. What is even the premise? So, this organization needs to sacrifice people in order to keep the gods at bay. Yes. But the, they still have free will. These It could fail. Like, it yes. shows... A ritual of children in Japan winning against this evil spirit, mm-hmm. and that failed, and the one in Stockholm failed. You hear of all mm-hmm. these failures, so the Americans have to do it right, or the whole world's going to suffer. Right. So now we have these kids in this cabin, or these 20-somethings, these college kids in this cabin, and the fate of the world rests on them dying in the correct order yes and you get some cool throwbacks to horror if you pay attention there are horror easter eggs that's what this whole movie is a horror easter egg the entire thing and so if you're paying attention you could be like that's the evil dead that's texas chainsaw massacre that's hellraiser it's a love story to horror movies exactly that's why i love it yeah and it gives you all of the reasons why people do stupid things in horror movies to like help you make sense it answers it it for you why did that person drop their fucking weapon why would they do that well it tells you yeah exactly so they here's this there's this cellar in this cabin and it just flies open which is also something that happens in the evil dead exactly so they go down there and basically in this cellar, it's like a treasure chest of shit to unlock. And the coolest part, so this is just some background information. So Drew Goddard and Joss Whedon are like best friends, which mm-hmm. is the coolest part. Because I'm like, Amanda, let's create this movie. Um, yeah. But. We would be much richer yes. than we are now. <laughs> so Joss Whedon, he really wanted to direct this to begin with. And it just didn't happen. So he mm-hmm. let Drew Goddard direct it. This was his directorial debut. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to buy everything that was down there. And he wanted to it to be real like authentically antique yes there's like a fortune teller machine and that thing was like five grand that he tracked down and everyone was telling him no it's too expensive we're not going to get it we're we're not going to use it anyway exactly and he went over to joss and joss is like fucking buy it why is this even a thing yeah do whatever you want yes and so basically the point is they still have to have some level of free will even though they're basically in a trap like i don't Mm -hmm. mean trap house like you know trapped in this house yeah. of horrors basically but they have to choose there's like a necronomicon from like the evil dead mm-hmm. there's a box like in hellraiser or mm-hmm. it's like a sphere in this one i think it's a yeah. little different everything's a variant on something mm-hmm. actually if you just kind of go through this scene slowly and look around there's, there's so, so much, much stuff. stuff from other horror movies yes but basically, they read this part from this diary, and there's a part in Latin they read out loud, just like in Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. And it brings forth these, what do they call them? Uh, the redneck zombie, zombie f- torture family. Redneck zombie <laughs> torture family. This family. The Buckners. The Buckners, yeah. They pop out of the ground, and everyone's like, the Buckners! <laughs> maintenance wins! Because they're all guessing, which there's like... The Buckners pull a W! <laughs> yeah. Mermaid. Or a mermaid. They're all placing zombies. bets on who's gonna fucking be the one to kill them. Yeah. Demons. Vampires. Like, every single... Every single thing you can think of that's mm-hmm. ever been in a horror movie is on their whiteboard and they take bets on what these yeah. kids are gonna what horror these and kids are gonna unleash and there's even stuff that they have that's not even on the whiteboard 
Exactly. Those are just, because you hear them saying, I don't even know if we have this. Well, zoology says we do. So they probably only wrote the stuff down that people actually voted for. Yeah. So there's so much stuff we don't even know about that are in these cells. My favorite scene is towards the end of this movie when you see all of the horrors in their cubes. cubes. Yes. Yes. So basically, they unleash these redneck zombies (laughs) and they come after them and it's interesting because the whole time it's it really reminds me of in the hunger games where they have what's he called like the game master or you know what i'm talking about the game maker the game maker yes Mm -hmm. that's exactly what this is they're watching this field basically this play arena that they can manipulate to however they want citizen and hadley are the head of this and they have all these departments like the chem department and stuff like that that help electrical yes yeah that help put all this together Mm -hmm. all these puppeteers to kill these kids the right way exactly like there's a scene where somebody was supposed to blow the tunnel out so they couldn't escape and something happened in electrical and they had Mm -hmm. to fix it quickly or else the kids were going to escape and they had you know and it's so cool seeing the the polarity of that where you have this huge explosion of the tunnel and all you see is this little zap of him hitting it with the cord yes exactly and so it's the demise of these kids starts because kurt and the dumb blonde whore which is his girlfriend unfortunately they and you know that these kids are not these stereotypes necessarily like in their lives she's this is not like regular movies where you don't care about these characters you actually do care about these characters yeah which is really cool yeah and they go out into the woods and he like wants to have sex with her because Mm -hmm. that's what they need them to do but she's like i'm kind of cold and they're like release pheromones we got to have them have sex so they release pheromones from the ground they also up the temperature which i want to comment men are so stupid (laughs) that is not she didn't want to have sex out in the woods she was saying that she was cold as an excuse to not do that and they're like raise the temperature it's 75 now yeah so they raise the temperature and also she's just being catty like no come get me you know and it also is like well that's why horror movies are always foggy yes because they're releasing these it looks like fog Mm -hmm. and they're like pheromones to get these kids to do exactly what they want them to do these different chemicals that they're so they smell it and they're like oh yeah let's have sex exactly and then they start doing it and then the killing starts Mm mm-hmm which, in the order it should. Yes, which they even comment, there's a new security guy, and he's like, do we really need to be watching this right now because they need to see boobs and stuff? And they comment, they're like, we're not the only ones watching. Like, this is a horror movie that people are watching that they are making right now. So mm-hmm. it's basically a snuff film. That's fascinating to me. Yeah. Basically answers why some things happen in every single horror movie. Because we, as the audience, want to see boobs. Or the ancient ones want to see boobs. Yeah. Yeah. And... Kurt actually runs back into the house. So the slut, quote unquote, that's, I'm not calling her that. That's what the movie is, dies first. And then you see something on this wall that's carved into this very voluptuous Mm -hmm. female filled with blood. And you're like, okay. And they're sad for her. Yes. That they had to do that. Every time someone dies, they're like, they say like a little like homage Mm -hmm. to them. Like, thank you for your sacrifice, basically. And Kurt runs back to the cabin and, you know, tells everybody we're being chased. Um, She just got killed. Her name was Jules. She's dead now. And so people start freaking out. (laughs) Why? Because the best part is when she's like, I'm not leaving here without Jules. And then she opens it and Jules' head gets thrown at her. She's like, we're leaving here without Jules. (laughs) That's the great horror comedy that I love. 
Yeah. That you could it could make you scream or freak out, but it makes yeah. you laugh. Exactly. And so they decide to start like barricading up the cabin mm-hmm. and Kurt's like they're all like we, gotta we stick, stick together. together no matter what. Pheromones. Yeah, and they're like, Oh no, you fucking don't. They press a button. Yes. And Kurt smells something and he's like, We gotta split up and you're like, bitch, but that explains yes. why people it's sh- it's supposed to explain why people in horror movies are like Let's split up and get picked off one by one. The whole time you have this character, Marty, and he's the best part of this whole thing. He's smoking weed the whole time. The whole fucking time. And even as Kurt's doing that, we got to split up. Yeah, that's the smart move. He's over there going, what? It is? I mean, even when he was down in the cellar, he was like, don't fucking read that. Don't fucking read that. I'm putting, I'm drawing a line in the sand. Don't read the fucking Latin. Yes, because that's what we're doing as an audience. Don't read the fucking Latin. We've said that in how many horror movies? And they gave us that character in Marty. Yes. Which most horror movies don't do. They're like, yeah, read the Latin. Yes, (laughs) they give us the you and I of going, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you going in there? I'm turning the fucking light. That's Marty. Yeah, exactly. And he's the best. Yeah, he is. And he's so funny, too. He's good comedic mm-hmm. relief. And he's you actually amazing. think that he dies early. Yes. Early-ish. Because one of the Buckners pulls him out of a window as... With a bear trap, too, right? Oh, no, just yanks him. Just yanks him yeah. as he's finding the cameras from the puppeteers that mm-hmm. are watching them. Which he's thought the whole time. Yeah, because he, you can hear him go or things like that or one of them goes go for a walk yeah and he's like panicking because he's like the fuck is that because other people might think it's subliminal but he's too drugged on his own to be drugged up enough on their drugs that Mm -hmm. it's not subliminal to him he's fucking hearing it going what the fuck was that shit and it's great how or i think it'd be more horrifying to be him the one that is hearing it i agree Mm -hmm. yeah and your friends are acting so weird and you're like yeah, and so he gets got, and then he's just off screen for a long time. So then... As he tries to save himself with his bong. Yeah. <laughs> so now you've got Kurt, who lost his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He's the athlete. You've got Holden, who is the scholar. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Dana, who is basically the virgin. Mm-hmm. And you find out later, she's not like a virgin, but they yeah. work with what they got. She's <laughs> yeah. like the most innocent out of all of these. Yes. Which is cool because you see that in other horror movies. I, I've commented on it in Friday the 13th before. Mm-hmm. Our final girl who's supposed to be the virgin archetype, she's not even a virgin. She's just she the most She drinks, innocent. she smokes weed, she yeah. plays naked sex games, and she still... But she's like, wins. like the most pure they've got out of all the her. levels. That's yeah. Dana. Exactly. And so they're like, okay, we're going to get out of here. So they get in the camper and they drive. And this is when the facility starts freaking out because they for- they couldn't blow the tunnel. Something mm-hmm. happened. So if these kids leave, all of humanity dies. Yes. And they say later in a painful, horrible, horrible way, yes. these gods rise. And because they didn't get their sacrifice, they take all of humanity out. Mm-hmm. Which is really dramatic. <laughs> just take like five you didn't get your one fucking person (laughs) (laughs) and so they do kind of at the last minute get the tunnel to blow and these kids like you know marty's not with them anymore so he would have been the one being like see they blew the tunnel that was them kurt and dana and they're just kind of like what the fuck? Why is this happening Dana to us? Dana figures it out pretty fast, though. Because Dana because was listening. To, listening. Yeah. yeah. Dana has always kind of been the character that's like, mm, I'll kind of go with everybody else, but also, like, I'm kind of weirded yeah. out. And Marty has been going off the whole time about yes. puppeteers. And so and she has get me been off listening. the fucking grid. And exactly. chips in our kids' heads so they don't get lost. I fucking love Marty. Everything he says is correct through the whole, whole fucking movie. You just mm-hmm. gotta watch him and you know the movie. Exactly. It's great. Yeah. And 
so Kurt's got this like dirt bike basically mm-hmm. and he's going to there's a cliff on the other side too. He's going to jump from one side to the other and go get them help. And when he's in the air doing mm-hmm. that jump, he hits like this invisible force field. And it's fucking hilarious. And he just falls all the way down. It's like, it's just so jarring. You're like, "Oh." <laughs> These are really good deaths. They're not supposed to be funny. I laugh because I love horror. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that way. Yeah. Well, and it was also just like, you're like, this really dramatic music and he's making and this jump boom, and it's and you're like, <laughs> Yeah, you're like, oof. <laughs> exactly. He ain't gonna make it. <laughs> like a bug on a windshield. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's when they're like, what the fuck did he hit? Holden's like freaking out and Dana's just like, Marty was right. Marty was right. Puff tears. Yep. And then there's the Pop-tarts? tip. Pop-tarts? Pop-tarts. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> and then there's this scene, which is very, like, it's in Child's Play and, like, a million other horror movies, uh, Halloween even, where they're in the camper and one of the Buckners pops out and fucks shit up and the RV goes into the water. Yeah. So Holden is fucked. He's dead. Dude. He gets it through the throat. throat. Yeah. And so Dana is in the RV still trying to survive, but Mm -hmm. it's filling up with water because it went into a lake or a Mm -hmm. pond or whatever that body of water is when they were driving back. And now the facility has started to celebrate. Yes. Because they won. Dana, you find out her death, like they say, she's the virgin. She's optional. optional. That's well, just she's like, our final girl. Yeah. We don't always have a death of a final girl. Yeah. And they're rooting for her. They're like, yes. good for her, you know. Uh, but what they don't know is that one of them isn't actually dead because one of the Buckners comes for Dana and she is struggling with him. And then Marty comes back and fucks him up and you find out that marty has gone into the grave that the buckners busted out of and found the facility the Mm -hmm. entrance to the facility which is another horror trope i mean come on as horror people we know if you don't see a death on screen they're not dead they're gonna come back here in a little bit yep and i love when they're celebrating that dana's the last one and they've just won it's just such a normal i would say almost christmas party type Mm -hmm. celebration this guy's trying to ask this woman out he's got ballet tickets they've got party music going on tequila tequila is my lady yeah which was improvised by the way but (laughs) even drew goddard's like i don't even know what that means but they left it in (laughs) it's what came to him yeah exactly (laughs) so they're celebrating and then they see actually before even we see marty there's this red phone on the wall Mm -hmm. and it rings and everybody shuts the fuck up it's like the president has a red phone yeah and basically she's whoever this person is he or she is like nope Mm -mm. you didn't get him there's one alive which one the fool yep and so then marty and dana escape into this underground tunnel and they make it into the facility which is where my favorite part of the movie starts mm-hmm. yeah all this other stuff has been great but it is very and they do this on purpose very like horror movie like yes 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 mm-hmm. yes 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 with a few like what the fuck's thrown in that yeah. that makes this facility a thing and mm-hmm. and part of this movie so now you're in this facility and now you really get into the meat of this movie so they get into this fucking elevator and they're lowered and it's glass and all around them in other glass cubes are everything you've ever seen in a horror movie. Yes. There's Pinhead or not Pinhead, but a version of yes. Pinhead. Fornicus, Lord of Pain. Yes. 
There's a ballet dancer with uh, no face, basically. Her mm-hmm. face is just She's a bunch of teeth. called the Sugar Plum Fairy. Mm-hmm. There's a giant fucking tarantula. There's ghosts. There's a werewolf. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And they're all, like, it's basically like a zoo for, like, horror, paranormal, supernatural shit. Yes. And they keep them in these cubes to be unleashed on these rituals. Mm-hmm. And so I, there's, like, giant anaconda and a mermaid and zombies and even, like, a robot scorpion. This one part has the Buffy geek in me just going crazy. Because then I go into, this is Joss Whedon. Is this Joss Whedon's world? Does that mean Buffy is, like, collecting these things and giving it to them? Like, oh, does you she went go somewhere. I did. I did. Because that would be my perfect world if she's, like, getting a werewolf and... Feeding what? it to yes. me. Yes! Yeah. Interesting. She's like, yeah, sure, I'll go catch this random creature for you, and here you go. You made a bridge with Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Cabin in the Woods. It was great. <laughs> and so they're freaking out, and she actually starts to get angry and screaming and, like, hitting at the... She's kind of done. She hits that point where most protagonists do, where they're mm-hmm. like, fuck it, I'm gonna fuck shit up yes. now. Please kill me if you really want to fucking try. Yep, and so they get down into... You know, and everybody's freaking out because they have cameras everywhere. They know they're down there Mm -hmm. and they're going to figure this shit out. And they have this whole, like, SWAT team. Mm -hmm. But the person that is supposed to be getting them, I guess, I think a Buckner has gotten down there, too. A hand. Oh, that's right. Just the zombie hand. A little hand. Fucking zombie hand. Scares him. And they thwart him off. And they basically find the big red button when they're down there. And the SWAT team is coming, but before they can get them, they hide in this little booth and they unleash... Let's get this party started! Yep. Every single cube comes down the elevator and opens up and that's a fucking bloodbath. Yes. And that's when you see all of these horror things. You get a version of an evil clown, kind of like Pennywise. Mm -hmm. You get... The zombies, you get the Buckners back, you get the dancing sugar for Plum Fairy. A you unicorn, get a- which is my favorite yes. of all time. The fact that Joss Whedon created a unicorn that is scary and not magical and sweet and beautiful. Yeah. No, that thing's gonna it, fucking kill you. Oh, yeah. And it does. Um, and there, you see that there are, like, these dragon things. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, every horror you can imagine is coming out of these elevators just one round yes. at a time. There's a tree in it that's... We know it as the molesting tree. Right. Drew Goddard originally asked for a rapey tree, and it got a little too rapey. <laughs> and Drew looked at the props people, and he went, thank you. You did what I asked, but can we um less rapey that tree and make it a molesting? <laughs> Let's knock the rape down to molest, yes. please. Thank Which is you. also from Evil Dead. Where she what, do they have dick fingers, dick branches? Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know what it had. I'm scared to know what it had. I'm just picturing a tree... Sorry, I'm getting gruesome for a second. I'm just picturing, picturing a tree like coming up behind someone and just thrusting away. <laughs> but uh, that's also from Evil Dead because one of the girls gets raped Would you by have a, a tree. little baby Groot. Holy fuck! <laughs> We've put it all together. This is where Groot comes from. That's so bad. Mic drop. We're done. <laughs> And what was, it was so, like, yes, it was very action-packed, but you also just want it to slow down because you're like, I want to see all this I stuff. I want to see, I can't tell you how many times I've paused that movie to be like, okay, what's in there? Or when you get to the cameras again and you see what's going yes. on everywhere, who's dying by what? Mm-hmm. Best. Yeah. I, and so they're just, like, hunkering down, waiting for this to kind of, like, wean off a yeah. little bit and to Maybe disperse. Maybe some of them go away. Yeah. And so they do make it eventually... 
around. Mm-hmm. Um, and the directors, the two directors initially, they also get killed. One of them's like, man, I wanted the mermaid. <sighs> and then he ends up getting killed by yes. a mermaid. That blood squirted for nine fucking minutes. And they only Ew. got like a 10 second clip at the end of it. Gross. Can you imagine that? It just ruined the whole room. <laughs> <laughs> it's done. Yeah. While they're making their way down, they do all go all the way down into this like quiet, almost stony kind of building and they yeah, see very ancient yeah and they're like oh shit it's us all on the walls because mm-hmm. they realize there's an athlete a scholar there's five of them mm-hmm. and they're like essentially maybe not 100 percent figuring out but they're like okay so dana figures it out fucking fast yeah, even, she does. even marty who has figured everything out along the way he's like what is this and she goes it's us Exactly. And then fucking Sigourney Weaver comes in and she's like, yes, it is. And she tells them that they have to do this to keep the ancients. And you can actually like hear the ancients right underneath them. see some stuff moving around. Like it's all cloudy so you don't see anything. But something's moving down there. They're getting real antsy because they know they're not going to get their shit. Mm -hmm. And so they, Sigourney Weaver's character, she's kind of the head director here mm-hmm. which you can assume that was who was on the red phone mm-hmm. she tells them that all of humanity will be wiped out if the ancients rise and mm-hmm. it'll be gruesome and painful for everyone right and so basically she gives dana the option to kill marty and if you kill marty all of humanity is saved yeah and she holds a gun up to him and she's like i'm sorry but it's every single human being on earth yeah because he's gonna die either way yeah, exactly. So she's like, I shoot you or you die in you agony. You can die with them or you can die for them. Exactly. That's what Sigourney Weaver says. So while she's holding the gun to his head, a werewolf attacks her mm-hmm. and uh, throws everything into chaos again. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a, like, a ledge. Um, they're standing in like a circular room. And if you get too close to the edge, you can fall into where the ancients yeah. are. Which Sigourney Weaver's character falls in there. You'd think they'd just be like, oh, here's our fourth person. We're good. Okay. But it's not part of the I ritual. I have a comment on that. Yes, yes. All these people are fucking dying. All of them. There's not a fool in the bunch. Not a fucking idiot who smokes pot on the weekends. <laughs> Nobody. Even, okay, this is going to be real mean. Even in maintenance. Even in maintenance. <laughs> Nobody. And she says that because that's what they say throughout the whole movie, not to insult maintenance people. Yes, that's what they say. <laughs> They're like, what do you want me to say? They're maintenance. Yeah. Okay. None of the maintenance crew is like a fucking pothead or yeah. just kind of little stupid. Nobody is a fool. Well, Bullshit. <laughs> it's the, I, I guess it's the ritual. It didn't happen the way that yes, it was supposed to happen. No, But also... Yeah. Marty is the fool. <laughs> that's my one problem with this movie is... A fool died. There's no way a fool didn't die in that whole place. Yeah. And uh, so they basically decide not to kill Marty. And they just sit there together and hold hands with the, you know, walls crumbling around them. Mm -hmm. And then the end scene is just this giant hand that comes up out of the ground. And it's a giant god coming up to destroy everything. Yes. And it was fucking great. It Mm -hmm. destroys the cabin. Oh, yeah. That's gone. Yes. And so are we. All of us. It's a great movie. That's how the world ended in 2012. Now we're just in like an alternate reality. That was it. I mean, it was supposed to end in 2012. Exactly. So I've got obviously a lot of fucking trivia because yeah. I love this fucking movie. Yeah. So bear with me, you guys. But I, if you're interested in this movie, I promise it's interesting. So Marty, in the very beginning, when you first meet him, he pulls up and he's driving the wrong way on a, <laughs> on a one-way street. <laughs> and he parks his car and he leaves his window down, but he locks the fucking door. 
And he does that because that was actually a quirk. That's the same car that Drew Goddard drove in high school, and he had that same fucking quirk. He would lock his car, but leave the fucking window down. And Marty has this huge fucking bong. That looks like a coffee mug. Yes, it's fucking huge. And then it breaks down. He's even got a little handle on it that's the pipe and stuff like that. It's, It's perfect. It looks exactly like a fucking coffee mug that was a prototype that was real in real working order mm-hmm. as a mug and a bong mm-hmm. and it cost five thousand dollars for them to make that prototype jesus <laughs> yes marty or as i know him topher so anybody want to watch dollhouse fucking do please that's another joss whedon one it's mm-hmm. great and this actor is i originally saw him in dollhouse and his mm-hmm. name was topher so I'll st- I know him as Marty, but I still go, that's Topher! Yeah. Okay, so Marty actually had to receive a two-hour joint rolling lesson because <laughs> he had no idea. He didn't smoke weed. He didn't know anything about it. Yeah. They had to teach him all of that stuff. He is also the one who doesn't jump in the lake with all of the rest of his friends, mm-hmm. which is because he was more ripped than the dudes in the lake. Nice. So that's why he's in such... Marty's my type. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Hemsworth is nice, whatever, but... Yes. Mm-hmm. That's why he's in such baggy clothing the whole time is because he's fucking ripped. Wait, I have to Google that. <laughs> Damn, dude. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm sorry. Proceed. <laughs> proceed. We had to pause because I had to Google him shirtless because it was really hard to picture. But yeah, okay. Fair. So Drew Goddard and Joss Whedon, I've already said they're best friends and they wrote this in three days. So what happened is they both had a couple of scripts that had failed on them recently, like a couple of failed projects that they tried to do movies or something on TV and just didn't work out for them. And they're like, fuck it. We're going to lock ourselves in a hotel room for three days and we're writing this goddamn script. And they did it. Good. And I'm so glad. (laughs) The Latin translation, if anybody is curious, is he gets part of it. So pain outlives the flesh. Pain raises the flesh. Pain ignites the spirit. Is Hmm. what it was when they said it. Ew. I love this movie. Once again, if anybody is a Buffy person, I'm just going to comment on the Buffy people in this and why I wanted to watch it. We have Tom Link. So he's the one that was with Maintenance. Yeah. The intern. He was also in Buffy. And Amy Acker. So she's the chem department head. Yeah. She was on Angel for years. Mm -hmm. And then, once again, you have Marty that's from Dollhouse. Yeah. So when this movie premiered, Drew Goddard was actually at one of them and spoke. And a fan afterwards asked him if there's going to be a sequel. And Drew Goddard just looked at him and goes, did you see the ending to my movie? (laughs) Which is fucking great. Like, the gods destroyed the whole fucking world. How... How would there be a fucking sequel? We want to see how Did the gods even destroy the whole fucking world. <laughs> Which, honestly, though, that could keep it open-ended. So, like, how can there possibly be a sequel to this horror movie where everyone dies? But then, just like Michael Myers and Jason... It always comes, comes back. Comes back, yeah. During the rampage, one of the monsters that's briefly visible is a reaver. Which, if anybody... Once again, I'm just talking about Joss Whedon again. Yeah. It's one of the villains on Firefly. Mm-hmm. So we actually get to see that because it was his. Which people were so pissed when that was canceled after one season. I watched Dude. it. It was okay. I mean, it just wasn't my thing. I like Star Wars and sci-fi type things, but I don't, I don't anymore. But like <laughs> back in early, early college, I smoked a fuck ton of weed because my <laughs> boyfriend at the time did. And I was just like, okay, whatever. I saw all of Firefly High and I don't really remember any of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I bet. laughs> So here is a list if anybody is curious. I'm just going to read them off of everything that's on that board. All right. 
get So this ready. is what they could do. They could pick. And people were betting on these. Like, ooh, uh, it's like a baby pool. Like, when's the baby going to be due? But yes. which horror are, are they, they going to unleash? Yeah. And they're betting money on it. So we have Werewolf, which really quick, Sigourney Weaver wanted to do this because she wanted to be in a movie with a werewolf and she got her wish. That's cool. That's why she wanted to do this. Actually- Is that why the werewolf was the last monster? Yeah, yes. Oh, she was it. so excited to be in a werewolf movie and- uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was actually supposed to be it, but it just didn't align. So yeah. Sigourney Weaver was the next choice, and she was so excited. So a werewolf, alien beast, mutants, wraiths, zombies, reptilius, clowns, witches, sexy witches. <laughs> like the crab. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Demons, hell lord, which I think that's fornicus. The, yeah, that's, okay. yeah. Angry molesting tree, <laughs> giant snake. I think the... Tree would probably be, like, my last choice. <laughs> yeah. Right? I want to know what the tree part was. <laughs> like, what was his little piece to pick in there? Uh-uh. Maybe a phallic branch of some sort. Okay. Um. <laughs> ripping people in two. <laughs> uh, deadites, mummy, the bride, the scarecrow folk, snowman, dragon bat, vampires, dismemberment goblins sugar plum fairy merman which would be kind of cool that's kind of cool like the merman and the unicorn that they chose to make them not magical yeah the merman thing would have been interesting because they would have had to get them into the water that's what i think of with all these monsters like how would they have killed in that that place which their merman is a play it looks very similar to creature from the black lagoon yeah yeah not as pretty but yeah right (laughs) the reanimated Unicorn, Huron, which, if anybody is curious, those are Native Americans. That's a Native American legend. Sasquatch, Wendigo, Yeti, they're all kind of the same thing-ish. Mm-hmm. Dolls, Zombie Redneck Torture Family, The Doctors, Jack-O-Lantern, Giant, Twins, and Kevin. And Kevin's, <laughs> Kevin's basically supposed to be, like, a serial killer. Like, somebody very sweet and charismatic that you would want to go is picking off one by one yeah yeah which might have been kind of cool probably would have been less horrifying because you wouldn't have seen it coming i mean i almost wish that they didn't destroy it because some of these monsters in a sequel would be kind of cool if we got to pick other things mm-hmm. honestly we got the most boring one but whatever i know it's not about that monster yeah 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 this movie like we didn't even hardly scratch the surface because it's just so in depth and there are so many moving parts mm-hmm. and it really you can't get a good cohesive look at it unless you're watching it and even then sometimes it takes like you a couple times it. yeah more than once but it's totally worth it like if you want to just watch a horror movie it's still good as that if you want to watch something that's deeper that has a lot like a more hidden meaning mm-hmm. it's got that like it's so appreciate i can appreciate it from a lot of yes. different angles i think when you and i first met and started talking about do you like horror movies? The first thing I asked was, what do you think of Cabin in the Woods? Because if you don't like Cabin in the Woods, I'm sorry, you're not my friend. Yeah. Because how can you not? I've always liked it. It's amazing. Yeah. You would have called me out, I think, if I... I think I would have. I would have been like, why don't you like... We're going to watch it again. You're going to like it, I promise. You're going to try again. <laughs> that's This is not a horror movie, but that's how I feel about Swiss Army Man. Yeah. I just think that it's such a deep movie that you can't watch it and just watch it. Like, yeah. you have to watch it over and over to really get all of the deeper meaning and a lot of people think it's just this weird indie movie about this guy riding this dead body like a jet ski propelled by farts when it's really just like a deep deep psychological like gripping tale of this really tragic life yeah 
I mean, this shows how deeply disturbed I am on my horror movies. I don't consider this a horror movie. Like, when we were, when we were talking about our favorite horror movie to do for our birthdays, I was like, does Cabin in the Woods count? Yeah. Of course it fucking counts. Like, it's about zombie people killing people, but I'm like... At the very least, it's a horror, it's a movie about horror. It's a, yeah. a tribute to horror movies. Yes, yeah. exactly. But I was also like, I don't feel like this is a horror movie. I could watch this movie and fall asleep and not even have a problem. That's how I am with It, chapter one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Because not, I don't not have like that it with you, chapter but two yeah, yet. Exactly. But yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. it's one of those, like, a lot of people couldn't and you can because it's just one of those that you deeply love and appreciate so yes. much that it doesn't scare you necessarily. And there's so much deeper stuff to it yeah. that I barely see the horror. Like, the horror right. is that vast to me. Yeah. It's everything else. Right. Exactly. Well, happy birthday again. Thank you. And I hope that we're having fun on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us for this little special bonus episode. It was kind of funny that both of our birthdays aligned on a Friday this year. So they it just was really cool. fit perfectly into our extra episode Friday spots. Next year we get stupid Sundays. I know. I turned 30 on a Tuesday. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thank you. I get a Friday. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> you do. Like I've got a couple years before I turn 30. I think it's like 2022. But um, I'm really pissed off about that already. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just going to have to take Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday (laughs) all off. (laughs) So thank you again for joining us for like the third millionth time that I've said that. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at The Extra Sisters Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at The Extra Sisters. We have a website. If you don't know, you can find that, all of our podcast episodes there on extrasisters.com. And if you have any, if you want to talk about Cabin in the Woods, we are super down to hear it. What did you think? Because it, I think it's a pretty divisive movie. Oh my God. I would love to just discuss this movie. Well, The Extra Sisters at gmail.com. Please, you guys. I'm ready. <laughs> and next time... We're actually on our last horror movie review of the year. Holy shit. Can you believe it? And then we're on to 2020. And we have a schedule ready, you guys. Oh, my God. And it's going to be a great schedule. We are so excited. I mean... We're going to be working... Oh my god. So much. I'm, like double the movies almost. I'm just gonna comment next year is hundredth year of horror. That's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. And we're ready. We're so excited. Yep. But next time, a relaxing Christmas vacation turns into a terrifying fight for survival. Till then, stay creepy. I'm gonna go read a book with pictures.